Good morning. It is so good to see y'all. You know it's a good crowd when everybody's in the middle of eating breakfast and their mouth is full and they're still willing to sing along. That's a good group of friends right there. So you've succeeded, Wes and Larry. Thank you so much for continuing to invite us out. We have been a part of this Christmas tradition now for five years, and it's one of our favorite things, and so many things have come from this. You know how one thing births another thing births another thing, and y'all remember Doris, who came out, and then you guys um, did a beautiful fundraiser, helped her with her wedding, and I'm, today she wishes she could be here, but um, she had uh, bypass surgery. And she's doing fine. She's doing okay. Not fine. I mean, I don't know what fine is. But um, she's healing and she's doing well. And she wanted me to make sure that I sent my love to all of you. But also, it is, you know, from this breakfast that, um, you know, other connections have been made. It's how, this is our marketing budget too, just so you know. This is, you know, how we spread the good news, how we spread the word that love heals. And especially for women who have um, hit the streets too early and have stayed way too long. It takes community um, to be a part of the whole healing journey. None of the women that we serve at Thistle Farms for the last 25 years ended up on the streets by themselves. It's exactly what Wes said. It took a lot of failed systems. It takes generational addiction. It takes... Um, people keeping silent on sexual abuse, all kinds of things that really rolls out a red carpet for women to hit the streets. And so it only makes sense that it takes a loving, welcoming community to help women find their way home, to find the place where community can be loving and supportive and good. And it's been quite a year at Thistle Farms. Like I said, 25 years, so 25 years ago, around this time, we opened our very first house and invited five women in. And it grew, and it grew because of a loving community. And this year, we, um, even in the midst of COVID, we were able to open a safe house, a brand new safe house. So for anybody that the TBI is rescuing off the streets, there's a safe place to go immediately. In addition to our two-year residential program, we were able to open the program again to the Magdalene on the inside, working with women who are still incarcerated. We have signed leases on two new properties, and we're building a brand new residential house that, I mean, it's like a cathedral. It is so beautiful. And I really do believe we would transform churches around the world if we built our shelters like cathedrals that it would be a life-giving, life-changing way of us to worship, to really worship together. We have plans in the works for um, new programs. We have just opened, started a sister community in Botswana. We just started a new partnership in Oaxaca, Mexico. So it is really a global movement for women's freedom. Women around the world, we've heard the story in 20 languages. And it's a story about how these universal issues of abuse really are born on the backs of individual women, many times in shame and in fear. And how when they start to share their story and come together and begin to make real, um, a real living that pulls them out of the violence and vulnerability of poverty, they help heal communities. 
All the data shows us that when we rape a woman, we can kill a village. That it destroys the very heart of who we are, and that's why it is declared an act of war, like you were saying, Wes. And all the data shows that if you invest in women, you heal communities. Families come together, schools get better, churches get healthier. And that's what we've been about. We've been about bringing millions of dollars back into the pockets of survivors who are restoring relationships with their families, with their communities, who are buying cars, who are getting houses. They're not looking for handouts. They're tax-paying citizens. <laughs> and this year, we're bringing you something really special, and Kristen's going to tell you about it in just a minute, but we have done gift boxes this year because what we realized that happened at Puckett's with Mostly Men is y'all just stood there and stared at the products. <laughs> And that's not really helping us. What we need you to do is just pick up a box. Don't even look at it. Doesn't even matter. We have done all of the packaging for you. You can trust us. It goes together. You will love it. About 70% of our sales are for gifts. That means people don't buy products of Thistle Farms for themselves. What they do is they buy it for someone else. It could be someone maybe who's had a hard diagnosis, diagnosis this year and needs something loving, and they open it up, and it's love heals. It may be somebody that you think might be getting a little cynical about the political climate for whatever reason. <laughs> and this is a sign that there's hope and joy in the world. It may be someone you love, and you just want to share the good news about what's happening in our world, in our community, about hundreds and hundreds of women finding their way home. Women that once people avoided and crossed on the other side of the streets are now serving them lattes as baristas, and they are taking their rightful place as healers of this community and teachers in this community. So um, Wes and Larry said they're going to stand at the door and make sure no one's walking out with both arms swinging. I, um, I really, I do appreciate you even taking it at all, you know, this idea of, of bearing this with us, this burden of sharing the good news. Isn't that wild that bearing the good news is something we are called to do, that we, it's on us to share the good news. Everybody's going to share the bad news. You don't have to worry about that. Truly. It's sensational. It is um, what draws us in. There may be some truth to the saying that we hate the sinner and love the sin. The way that we talk. And this is really um, a testimony to about how we really love and how we are willing to share the good news. I've told you stories over the last five years of all kinds of women who have done heroic things, but today I want to tell a different story, and it is about our cafe at Thistle Farms over on Charlotte Avenue. And I was there last week. I had just flown in late the night before, and my amazing assistant, Kristen, who is a 2015 graduate of the program and organizes all our events and has organized this event, Anyway, she scheduled me back-to-back -back meetings starting at like 7 a.m. 
And so I was kind of in that spacey mode. You know that feeling when you've gotten off a plane, you've landed, you're in a different time zone, whatever's happening. And I go into the cafe, and this was my second meeting, and a man sat down across from me. And I was sitting there, and I was thinking about the tea I was drinking from the women in Mexico. I was thinking about how we didn't have enough Christmas decorations up to really celebrate the season at the cafe. I was thinking about my next three meetings. I was thinking about everything except what this guy was telling me. And he said he had waited months to have this conversation with me. And he began to unfold decades of his own trauma, his own fear, his own shame. And I was honestly not listening well. And I knew I wasn't listening well. You know that thing of like, oh no, you're not listening well. This is important to him. You need to lean in and practice all your listening skills. The kind of listening skills where you're looking at his gestures, you're watching his eyes and saying, okay, I hear you. And you, as I was tuning into him, I realized that the background music in the cafe was playing the song, What Child Is This? And as I tuned in, it was almost as if that volume went up. And he's unfolding this really, really sad story that's beautiful as the music is playing. And I thought for the first time in my life, 30 years as an ordained Episcopal priest, I could answer the question, what child is this? What child is this was this man sitting in front of me who needed to be laying on Mary's lap and reminded that he is a child of God, beloved and holy. What child is this was all the women that were running around serving us teas and coffees who had gone through so much and forgiven so much and had been lifted into this space where they could feel God's loving presence and healing power in their lives. What child is this was me. Was me who was doing my best and still somewhat falling short. And what child is this is absolutely you this season. It is you who can hear maybe the angels sing the sweet lullaby that you are well, that you are holy, that you have the love of Christ in your heart and you are called to come into the manger to feel that love and then go back out into the world. That is the good news for me for this season that is on my heart that I want to share. What child is this? Is the next person we encounter where we recognize God's amazing glory within them. May in this season, we keep loving one another in really practical ways, in really beautiful ways, but mostly by bearing one another and seeing God in each other. Thank you very much.